Hey, this is Keith Wallen, and you're listening to The Itch. You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week we are scratching The Itch to talk with a triple threat. Well, it's actually even more than that, to be honest. We had a discussion with Sam Bam Colton, who is part of three bands at the same time, in addition to doing some other things, which we'll discuss in a few minutes here. <laughs> he had a big part in the creation of Dorothy's album that we have talked about for the past few weeks, Gifts from the Holy Ghost. He is also a part of Faster Pussycat, as well as Butterside. So he's a busy dude, and we were very excited to get a few minutes to talk to him given the complexity of his schedule more than a few he was very open with this time which you know it's funny because we've been very uh, we've had to be very uh, selective about some of our questions sometimes recently in these recent interviews but with him we didn't we we had you know it was kind of a very relaxed interview it was in the evening as well so uh, the only thing that that we held him up as it was uh, from eating so (laughs) yeah yeah this uh, we'll conclude our series that is Dorothy adjacent. So there will be no Morthy after this. <laughs> He's been sitting on that pun for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've done five episodes that in some capacity touched on it. So we had we had the interview with Dorothy. Then we had the tour episode with Dorothy and Dirty Honey. A clip from Dorothy shows up in the Leftovers episode. It isn't about her, but it does show up. Yeah. As well as one with Keith who we just spoke with as well, Keith Wallen, who worked on this album as well. So it's just the whole last month has basically in some way. Yeah, it's been a six degrees of separation thing. Yeah. Revolving around Dorothy and that album. Uh, Suffice it to say, you're going to see that on the top 20 that we're working on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What if you didn't? We're like, eh, the album was okay. (laughs) We spent a month talking about it. (laughs) It just missed the cut. Number 21 on our list. (laughs) (laughs) No, No, not a chance. It's way too good. Yeah, we're better than the Grammys, so. Oh. (laughs) That's great. No, but... But seriously, uh, talking with Sam was great just because of the St. Louis connection, which we'll get into as well. It's it's just awesome because like it's kind of a small town. And so when you see somebody make it in the big scene, um, so to speak, it's just awesome to see. You know, we're very proud of, of our people that come from this city. Like, you know, John Hamm is, is a great example of that they, he's like an actor that is like a B-list actor. I wouldn't even say he's A-list actor. And yet he's <laughs> celebrated like the, the king of the city at times. Like, it's just crazy. <laughs> You're not wrong. So this was a lot of fun. We'll let you hear it now. So without any further ado, here's Sam Bam Colton of Dorothy Butterside and Faster Pussycat.
We're here with Sam Bam Colton, and we wanted to go ahead and since you're from St. Louis and we're from St. Louis, we wanted to ask you the prototypical St. Louis size up question and ask you the all important question of which high school did you go to? Oh, I thought you were going to ask me about emos. <laughs> that's, 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 next. Next. that's next. That's <laughs> next. Uh, I went to uh, Kennedy. That, so it was a, a Catholic school, but that okay. does not exist anymore. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. I almost went there. I was just about to say, I don't understand why that's a thing, but there's a lot of St. Louis things that I don't understand, which we can get into. <laughs> we don't either. We don't either. We just, we just thought we, it, it was too appropriate not to do it's it's just yeah. a thing you when you meet somebody from st louis you find out where they went to high school yeah that's i just <laughs> but since you brought up emos uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you a fan yeah there it is here's where i get canceled from my hometown uh, no i'm not i'm not a fair fan. enough it's, cool. it's um I don't understand. So I guess the cheese is that Provel cheese. Cause I was just talking to my, my family about this when I was home for Thanksgiving. So like, I don't understand the Provel cheese thing. Cause it's not really real cheese. Right. And then yeah. I don't really understand that really thin pizza to begin with. Cause like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to eat like crap, I'm going to eat like pizza hut. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just me. And most people don't like pizza hut. So that's fine. And, uh, that's why there's a bunch of different kinds of pizza because there's stuff for everybody. But no, I'm not a big emos guy. <laughs> okay. Do you have like a favorite style of pizza, like New York style, Detroit style, Chicago style? The uh, the deep dish that I had in Chicago was maybe the best pizza that I think I've ever had. Still, right. like I mean, I do I do like all the different kinds. I had some. I've had the New York kind in New York. I've had, but it's uh yeah, I really like the the kind of more deep dish one right on see i want i want a dangerous style of pizza where it's a chicago style pizza but filled with provel cheese oh it's a circle of lava <laughs> <laughs> you just cut into it and just, just juice everywhere that's, nice <laughs> that's disturbing to think about I mean, <laughs> and this poor man hasn't eaten dinner well yeah, that's well, that's <laughs> Maybe you just can't have that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the maybe that's not meant for the world. That's I think you're right about that. <laughs> if you didn't want to eat now, you definitely won't eat won't want to eat after this conversation. <laughs> I never really want to anyway. So <laughs> well, um, I don't suppose you've heard of our radio show being on 891 The Wood uh every Sunday night for since 2004. <laughs> i'm gonna say i have <laughs> it's fine i'm really you know i know i'm showing my age here but i'm really bad about anything radio related yeah anything cool. involving you know so yeah, yeah, yeah i guess i'm showing my age and in your defense you've also not lived in st louis for quite some True. time almost 10 years so yeah 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 uh, yeah nine so years that is more than fair but we we had to we had to check in and find out yeah yeah sure. Yeah. <laughs> but it is it is extremely possible that i have that yeah. i have heard it it is extremely possible because i mean you know flipping sometimes slipping through the radio stations if you know if yeah. uh you know kg or uh 1057 the point wasn't playing something good i'd probably just you know 
slip a little further so who knows we're, we're your alternative yeah. at least in a three-hour block on sunday nights yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the odds are pretty good that you probably heard us on the way to a gig on sunday <laughs> that's what i'm saying it's what uh, it's uh it's extremely possible yeah, there's not many choices beyond us uh, and the ones that you mentioned to be honest yeah. especially on sunday nights yeah <laughs> right so we had the pleasure of seeing you at your homecoming show uh, with Dorothy. It was, it was amazing. Uh, and just a real funny story that kind of led something else that led to this interview. Uh, so we were waiting for Max Saturn to take the stage and, and Casey, he's a, he's a rather tall guy. He's about six foot seven. You can't really tell on camera, but he's, <laughs> he's, he's a, a very tall guy he's standing next to this pillar and this older couple, I'm like about 40. So when I say older, like the generation above me, um, they came over and they actually sparked a conversation because of his shirt. He was wearing the shirt, which has our logo, which I don't know if you can see, but that right there is our okay. logo. Yeah. And so they just were like, Oh, you know, what is that? It's a very awesome logo. And so we got, you know, talking about our podcast and they immediately suggested that we have you on our show. Like, Oh, do you know, Sam Colton? He's the guitarist for Dorothy. You should definitely have him on your show. They seemed to like personally know you and, uh, and I knew you were from St. Louis. Like, and that was one reason why they suggested we have you on the show. I'm not sure if you if you knew them or if you had family or relatives that were at the show, but you definitely have some local fans. So I just want to know, like, what was was this your first time playing in your hometown with Dorothy? And how was that experience as opposed to the rest of the tour? Um, well, that's a loaded question. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, for a few reasons. But um, OK, so first off, whoever might have been talking to you, I guess it's it's extremely possible that. Uh, might have known them. I'm not sure who it could have been because most of the people that I know in St. Louis are a generation ahead of you and maybe a couple of generations ahead of me. So <laughs> um, that's extremely possible. Uh, how was it? That day sucked. <laughs> because, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> that's no good. No, the, the show was great. It was just a really, really weird day because uh, I got to town and then uh, my family was like, one of our dogs is really not doing well. Uh. And they didn't think that it was really going to be able to go on much longer. So, you know, the dog had to be put down uh, that day. Uh, so it was just, it, it was a little bit, uh, again, uh, pardon my language for my mom, but fucked up because <laughs> it's like, uh, okay. So basically rushed home to find that out, to hang out with the dog. So I'm like, okay, got to go rush back and do sound check. Okay. We're done with sound check. Got to rush home and do that. Okay. So we did that. It's like, cool gotta go play a show let's yeah. go yeah. awesome oh man you know so the whole day was a bit of a you know whatever but but the show was really really fun and i was really excited about playing uh the hometown with dorothy because i mean i've gotten to play my hometown pretty much with most of the acts that i've gotten a tour with so doing it with her was really really fun because i mean it's it's one of my favorite things i've gotten to do so far and it was really really fun so yeah a bunch of friends came and we were able to make it and um unfortunately i think it was on a it was like a friday or a saturday right i think it was a saturday night yeah yeah so a, a lot of people had had gigs and stuff that night so if it was you know a weeknight maybe some more people would have been able to, to show but it was it was really really fun yeah that's good it was probably the busiest we'd ever seen that venue uh and we had been there several times i'll be honest like you guys played right before dirty honey and we truly felt that there were actually a lot of people that left after you guys uh i feel like the most like you guys had the largest crowd that i've seen at, at red flag so far yeah i do know 
that with playing the hometown that that's that's something that kind of can sometimes happen sometimes if uh if it's with a band that's opening for another band um but uh that tour was so much fun dirty honey was so great to be out with and those guys just they rule so (laughs) it was a really really fun time and it was great to watch them every night and yeah 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 that show was incredible uh dirty honey like you said was amazing but the surprise for us was max saturn they were just incredible like had you heard about them before this and what was it like seeing them live for the first time yeah, I'd heard of him because uh, I'm friends with Mike, one of the guitar players. So we had known each other for a little while, just kind of from hanging at some friends' places and jamming, actually, sometimes. And then I had heard of the band through, you know, his social media and stuff and seeing seeing stuff. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, when I saw that they were going to be on the tour, I'm like, oh, that should be really cool. Because then I had heard one of their songs and I loved the song. So, um I watched them the very first night of the tour. And then I watched them pretty much most of the nights after Uh, it was great. It was just, it was a great time and, you know, just cool to see a band like that, a with cool guys. And then just to see them doing great things. It was cool. Yeah. Shortly after that show, you, uh, one of your social media profiles, I can't remember which, uh, posted a video of you apparently switched guitars with one of the guitarists. I forget which. Oh yeah. You both have gold guitars. So you played his guitar and he played your guitar and or yeah. at least that's what, that's what you said was going to happen. So <laughs> yeah, no, that was the, that was the last show of the tour. And that was Mike who had okay. already known okay. uh, before. And yeah, he, he had a gold SG that he was only kind of playing sometimes. And then I had a gold I have my gold bless Paul that I was uh, kind of playing sometimes and, <laughs> um, just cause you know, different, different guitars for different things or whatever. But uh, yeah, we were just like, Oh, let's, let's switch for the night. <laughs> it was the last show of the tour. And uh, so I was actually going to play his guitar more, but then uh, our tech who's my buddy Fitz, I wrote down a couple times on it and I, he must have just read another set list or something because then I was like, oh, that's not the gold SG, but oh, well, it's a tune. <laughs> <laughs> but I, play, I played it the last last song of that set, I think. Awesome. Yeah, we also found out after the fact, apparently you had a, a fractured finger that you're playing on. <laughs> yeah, that uh, I probably messed up for the rest of my life, but that's cool. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, the, uh, yeah, so I had uh, fractured my middle finger on my left hand uh and i'm right-handed guitar player so i fractured it um end of at the end of august so i had two shows with faster pussycat and then i flew out to start the dorothy tour like there was a pussycat show on a thursday and a friday and i broke my finger on wednesday that wednesday so uh so i did those two shows and then flew into the Dorothy tour on Saturday. And then the first show, the Dorothy tour was with shine down on that Sunday. I think it was the 27th. And then, uh, and then I think it was a day off the next day. Cause that day off the next day, I was like, Hmm, yeah, this is messed up. I should get this checked out. <laughs> I should go to urgent care. Like after, you know, playing on three shows, I'm like, this is not feeling right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah got an x-ray and found out that uh, it was fractured and i'm like well 
what do I do? And I guess the doctor lady at the urgent care just proceeded to say, I'm sorry about 13 times. I'm like, okay, that doesn't, that doesn't really answer. But at the same time, it's like, what am I supposed to right. do? Okay. Bye. Go home. I'm like, eh, I'm not going to go home. I can't do yeah, that. Yeah. So, uh, I did a couple shows, uh, where I, sp- I had a splint for my finger, but I made a smaller one, uh, with toothpicks and tape. <laughs> and I played a couple shows without my middle finger. And it sucked (laughs) because it, I mean, you guys saw, um, it it was actually, it was a few headline shows. So it really sucked even more, uh, because we had to play all of the songs, right. Um, for anybody who's listening, who's seen the Dorothy show and you guys have seen the Dorothy show, I play a lot of guitar and a lot of, you know, there's a lot of kind of soloing and a lot of extended parts and it's Mm -hmm. extended from the record. And so but anyway, yeah, made it through the tour and um, it's only just slightly bigger than my <laughs> other finger. So yeah. it, it'll be fine. I mean, I can still play. So yeah. It's, it's hey, we, we couldn't tell a difference when we when we were watching. you. I mean, yeah. I, I'm sure we probably could if we if we saw you before we saw you the first time, but it was still phenomenal. So good job. Well, thank you. <laughs> By that time, I was I was thinking it was kind of I was feeling pretty much out of the woods even though i think i was still wearing the splint daily but i you know it's uh yeah i should probably go get it checked out again but then even kind of looking at it it's like oh uh, yeah it just kind of looks different and it just freaks me out so i can't. <laughs> it's still impressive though i mean you you've also noted that whereas in some of the other acts that you're with have multiple guitarists you kind of got to handle the load yourself with dorothy so Handling the load yourself with a busted finger is, is no easy task, especially with the, the complications you mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's fun. So kudos to you on doing that. Like it, if, if you've still managed to pull it off, that's, that's quality stuff. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I appreciated the challenge, I guess. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's just, if I, I don't know, say in the off case that, you know, they were to have somebody else come out to sub or whatever and me go home, I would have just been, I don't know. That wouldn't have, that wouldn't have been, uh, I, I don't know. That wasn't an option to me. Yeah. Like, I can't even say, I can't even say anything because that wouldn't have been an option. So made it and it's fine. I'll be yeah. Fine. I'm an, I'm an adult. I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to walk it off. That's the feeling. <laughs> So in our conversation with Dorothy, she was very open about her struggles with sobriety. And and we get the impression she deliberately surrounds herself with people who will help her create a healthy and and supportive environment. You've gone on record as being a guy who's not even had a drink. Uh, So obviously you two have known each other for a while and she invited you to be part of her band because she recognized your talent. But would you say that similar lifestyles are an important part of your chemistry or is it more just of an added bonus to your musical connection? You know, it's a good question. Nobody's asked that. (laughs) But I think it's maybe just uh, just kind of an added bonus, possibly. I'm sure it's something that helps. Um, I know with some of the other bands I play for, it's it's certainly something that that helps because uh, actually the in the main two other groups that I play with, in addition to Dorothy, both singers there as well are sober. So okay, uh, yeah. maybe. Maybe it's a thing. I've never really, really thought about it, but it, it's probably got to be somewhat helpful, I guess. 
Yeah. But the, the chemistry has always just been been really a natural thing. And I, I, so we, we keep kind of circling back to Dorothy here. I wanted to note a couple of things. Yeah. For one, the reason that that keeps happening is because we, we kind of mentioned before we got going, yeah. we kind of fell into this sort of domino effect of episodes connected to her. So we the guys, Casey and Dan had seen you guys on tour at that show on the Dirty yeah. Hunting Tour. Um, then we had had a conversation with Dorothy. And then our most recent episode was with Keith Wallen, who worked on Gifts from the Holy Ghost as well. And now we have you sort of completing, uh, probably completing the series. I don't know how much farther we can go with it right now. But <laughs> Yeah, what is that? I, I missed some of it. Is it a quad? quad uh, yeah. We'll call it a quadfecta in honor of our that's what I was, from Playlist Wars. Yeah, That's what I was trying to say. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So it's been this whole series that all kind of yeah. connects to that. But I don't want to sell short the fact that you, no. uh, one of the most interesting things about you that I kind of want to get into a little more here is that you are everywhere. <laughs> you are you are part of at least three bands. We can bands. get into that later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so I'm kind of curious about this. Um, oh, first of all, I want to sell this before I forget about it. Um, Faster Pussycat, another band that you are part of. Uh, had a new single called Like a Ghost that literally just came out like I think yesterday as yesterday. we record this. So that's that's exciting. We're excited for that and excited for you. I know you've been Thank you. uh, you've talked that one up kind of as, you know, the next stuff coming from them is stuff, something you were really happy about. And so and then I also want to note Butterside has been releasing singles this year and last year. They've got kind of an EP collection right now. You can find their most recent one is called The Truth. And so I wanted to note, like all three of the acts that you are notably a part of have had new music this year. And that is in and of itself a pretty impressive and interesting thing. Well, thank you. And Butterside, I'm not sure when this airs, but we have a new song coming out December 9th. So either nice. either it came out, surprise, woo, or uh, it's coming <laughs> out, check it out. It'll <laughs> still be in the future when this initially airs. And, and I will note the Faster Pussycat song is on our new Rock Roundup playlist right now, which we'll link to in the notes. And the new Butterside single definitely will be as well whenever, whenever it arrives on December 9th, you said? On December 9th. All right. We'll be ready for it. <laughs> um, if you. I if I can get into this one a little bit more and you can stop me if yeah. this one, if it, this is like too far into the, the weeds of the business side of things, but we like learning about the inner workings of the business side of music. And we had had to admit that we don't know a ton about it. Um, so just like, like I said, let me know and we'll move on. If this is, if this is something more private for you, we know that there's like different kind of levels sort of in band membership or in roles. There are, there are session musicians, touring musicians, uh, co-writers and and other roles that one can have beyond full band membership. So so I know you list yourself as a guitarist for all three of those acts, Dorothy, Faster Pussycat, and Butterside. Can I ask what what I guess quote level of membership you are in each of those? If that even makes sense. I guess so. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah. Uh, so with Dorothy it's it's basically like, you know, you're kind of just her hired band mm -hmm. but at the same time like that's like who she wants to be her band so like if there's something that uh like say uh i was not able to do or somebody else was not able to do they would get a sub to be able to to go on that's actually because when you saw us uh we had a different bass player than mm -hmm. we than she normally has i should say because everybody does other things so something like that 
that's kind of where that stands uh with faster pussycat i might believe i'm a member at least <laughs> uh um you know but i've had to sub it out a couple times because i've had stuff with dorothy mm-hmm. that's um it's kind of complicated trying to yeah. balance everything and uh next year is going to get much worse <laughs> uh, so, yeah butterside i i am a, a member of so but with all all of them there's been involvement with working with the music so with dorothy um mm-hmm. I was involved on playing on a few songs that made it on the gifts from the Gold ghost record uh, because she had ended up doing a bunch of songs. That was actually the first thing I ever did with her was uh, she took me and her bass player, Elliot to New York to record. Mm-hmm. There were a few songs that ended up making the record from those sessions. Uh, and then with faster pussycat being involved in the, in the new music as well. And then with Butterside you know, writing stuff, now in the uh, all the recent stuff that we've been doing so you know there's hopefully that answered the question <laughs> I, I don't know well yeah. Um, yeah yeah it's kind of i know it's complicated it's kind of why i brought it up because like i said you you have people who are like session musicians we brought in x guy to play you know bass on this album or a touring musician yeah. we're going to bring in this person to drum on this tour your role definitely seems to be more intricate than quote just that and like you said you are playing on these tours seemingly you know as long as you can and you also have some say and some studio involvement in the production of that music as well. So it's not just like if it is like like, you know, kind of a band for hire, as you said, it's a it's a very involved band for hire kind of thing, it sounds like, which I think is really an interesting concept. Yeah, well, we just go. I'll just go with uh, it's like the relationship status on Facebook thing. It's complicated. <laughs> it's complicated. I like that. Fair enough. Yeah. So you kind of noted here, you said it's, you know, it's kind of crazy and next year is going to get even more crazy. And while I'm curious about that, I suspect whatever you're thinking is probably something you can't talk about yet. So I won't necessarily ask about why 2023 is going to get even more chaotic on your schedule, but I'm just, I'm just assuming because I got, I felt like I got pretty lucky this year. I felt like I got yeah. off pretty, pretty easy uh, with stuff lining up and I just, you know, I'm just not sure how much longer that streak is going to last. So, but we'll just, we'll yeah. see. That's what I say. Yeah. That kind of is my question is like, you know, you're, you strike me very much as the kind of guy who is, is ready to play basically any opportunity, any gig that comes around. You've noted, we listened to in interviews with our friends on the hook and all things blues and Southern rock. You talked about how, you know, when you're in town, you'll play some just kind of random one-off gigs with friends when you're back in St. Louis, or you you might do like a cover band show at, you know, here or there, just kind of for fun. So I'm very curious as to how in the world you keep track of all of these things when now you also have multiple, you know, notable like touring acts on your schedule. Um, it just, it seems wild. Your calendar has to be pure chaos. <laughs> um, I mean, the really the, um, the scheduling part is really kind of the the hardest thing, you know, because when stuff comes up and there's there's conflicts, it's like, well, I mean, I obviously can't be in two places at once. Right. So what do I do? I got to make some kind of decision in that moment. But um, as far as the like music wise, though, the music, I'm not sure what you were referring to exactly, but the music wise is uh, the I mean, the easy part because of doing 
the gigs from when I was a kid or the, the cover band things, just remembering all the songs. That's yeah. Yeah. That's, that's not suit. Like, I feel like, again, I haven't been on tour with like pussycats since we finished in August, but I feel like I could go play the show probably right now. I mean, there might be a couple mess ups, but like, I feel like I could go do the whole thing just on memory or, you know, even Dorothy, we've been off the road for like five, six weeks or something. Yeah. I don't know the the memory. It's just kind of stays. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool the way that you are, you know, sliding in and out of these different bands and doing different things. Um, so one thing I've always wondered about, and I, I want to, one of these days I want to talk to somebody who has been part of the same band for like 30 years. Cause I think of a guy like, I think of like, okay, the edge he's been, he's been with, uh, with you two playing with or without you for, for 30 years straight in and out, you know, every night or whatever. I wonder for some artists, do you get tired of what you're playing in your own music with you being part of multiple bands, you know, kind of alternating these tours and doing different stuff. Does that just kind of keep the music eternally fresh for you that you, I can't see how you would get tired of stuff whenever you're constantly moving around. That has to be both a cool thing and maybe even a challenge. Like you kind of noted, like learning the songs and remembering stuff. Yeah, it really, it does keep it fresh. That is something that uh, I actually enjoy a lot about it. Um, I guess for somebody, man, I can't speak for uh, the edge, but <laughs> I would think if you're, you know, in that scenario playing your song that you wrote, that you innovated the sound for, uh, it probably wouldn't get too old, but I don't know. Maybe I could yeah. be, I could be wrong, but yeah, it does. It does keep it really interesting. I do know that uh, with Dorothy, if we play, a song like one of the songs that I recorded on on the record like her song made to die if we play that like oh it's kind of exciting to do or faster pussycat when we play um or we're about to uh play uh the the new new song that just came out but uh the new song we released last year that's always kind of fun because it's like ah well I mean getting to play your own parts in a song yeah. And then with Butterside, getting to play the riffs that I wrote that I have had sitting on this computer for a long time. So, uh, yeah. That, that does have to feel good. Yeah, it's fresh. Yeah, you're going to bring up Made to Die, Casey? Because I. Yes. Yeah, so okay. If you weren't, I was going to. <laughs> yeah, I was, I'm, I'm going to. Um, so, you had a, a hand in playing Made to Die on, on the album, correct? Yes. Okay. Because uh, we had Keith on and he and Dorothy co-wrote that song because it all because it all yeah. connects it all connects and that's why we're here yeah <laughs> but but also made to die is one of my favorite tracks of the year so uh. <laughs> we're working on our end of the year lists and and we, we put together a list of our, our favorite song like single songs and casey's like yeah made to die is is going to be one of my choices nominations yep. so getting to talk oh, to the, awesome. yeah getting to talk to the three people that created that song in in a row that's pretty pretty sweet for us yeah, <laughs> they wrote a really really cool song i always loved it and i came up with uh that solo for it mm -hmm. and uh i was glad that that was one of the ones that ended up making it on the record so i'm glad that's there yeah and you performed it awesome live it was fantastic i, lo I love watching that that whole song live was was awesome. oh did we play that that night you did you did it was okay. the second, nice. it's the second to last song i think was it okay because we were changing the set list like pretty yeah. much every night so it's sometimes i can keep track of that stuff like i remember certain but it's uh we were changing it 
like every night towards the end. So it's like a blur. I can, I can send you a, a small video clip on, uh, on Instagram later if you want. <laughs> okay. Just, just to prove it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. You did it. Don't worry. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Cause now I'm really curious. I know, I know none of us can really predict where the future will take us, but do you think if you had to say, you know, over the next, however many years, if a, if a, the right opportunity came up and somebody said, you know, we want you exclusively full-time only as part of, you know, our band, do you think that's something you would consider or do you really thrive on kind of the freedom to hop around and be part of different acts? I think it would depend on the situation hmm. because I very much enjoy the getting to do the different things. Um, but at the same time, I guess if it's, if it's an opportunity that again was, uh, paying enough to only do one thing yeah uh because living in california is not cheap uh, kids um <laughs> that's why we stay in the midwest <laughs> yeah is, is that another reason why you're not eating yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh no but um the, uh, <laughs> but, no Go, go to Walmart. Groceries are cheaper. All right. Um, there you go. The, uh, yeah, I, it would just kind of depend on what the the situation was, really. Ultimately, it would depend on what, um, you know, if it was like a retainer gig where you're getting paid to stay home and kind of do nothing other than when they're doing something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Until something like that was pres- – I can't really – like think of a poss- you know, possibility thing. It doesn't seem like that'd be the kind of thing that would satisfy you unless, unless maybe, you know, that price really was just too good because like we mentioned, like you really seem to be a kind of guy who is like thrives on getting out there and playing those gigs and just like anytime you can have that guitar in your hands, it sounds like you want to basically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, very much, very much. So, I mean, once that uh, the Dorothy tour ended and then i did this show with this guy um the original singer of the band saliva josie yep. scott we did this show in memphis i hadn't played a show in like five weeks until i went home for thanksgiving and then did a couple shows just at the bar that i grew up playing in charlac and but not playing on a stage for five weeks really was kind of it was weird i mean yeah, also yeah. after granted this year uh, is the first time ever in my life that I've been on the road for eight months straight. I mean, uh, you know, again, two months here, three months, you know, there, but never like eight months basically uh, consistently. Um, so that was, that was kind of crazy, but yeah, I mean, I'm not great at thinking about, you know, Oh, what if this or in the future, I kind of just like to think about now. Yeah. So, yeah. Right, right now you got something really good going. So, <laughs> I'm just kind of curious because you had, you had said something that you know there was one day where you uh, I guess were with Faster Pussy Cat and then the next day you were playing with Dorothy. So it sounds like you you've had to switch gears and learn set lists or, or switch set lists basically overnight. Has there ever been like a situation where you've had to learn a set list like extremely fast? And on the flip side of that, has there ever been a situation where uh, you started playing the wrong song like a different band song when you're <laughs> like playing like a you know a faster pussycat song while you're on dorothy's stage or something like that 
No, I mean, it's pretty easy to tell who I'm on stage with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, that's not that's not a problem. Uh, have <laughs> I had to learn something really fast? I mean, yeah, yeah, sometimes. Um, but I also kind of learn stuff fast-ish. I think when I even started the Pussycat gig, I kind of learned the songs in a weekend. Like, not oh, like, wow. not like that was the only amount of time. Uh, but yeah. I just like that's just how long it kind of took me. Granted, I didn't have them down all that well. Then I ended up, you know, throughout the time on the road, kind of getting stuff closer to the original, getting more familiar with the the stuff and whatnot. But um, no, I've never. Uh, the only time I've ever I've ever done anything like that was there was a Pussycat gig at the Whiskey, and for some reason I thought we were starting with the song. Uh, Jack the Bastard and we were starting with where there's a whip there's a way but I knew that we were doing that because I write the set lists and <laughs> I knew it was happening but for some reason I played a second of the Jack riff I'm like that's not what's happening what's wrong with me <laughs> but that was just a, a brain fart moment but that was that was a couple of years ago so that's uh, the only time that I've really had that happen but it wasn't playing a Dorothy song during a Pussycat yeah. show. It was just like playing song number two in place of song number one. I I, that's that's pretty good. Second, if that's, if that's the worst. I don't think anybody, I don't think, I mean, I, I said something about it and nobody had any idea. So I was like, oh, <laughs> but, we're good then. We're, we're all right. <laughs> yeah. But that's just me because stuff like that keeps me up awake at night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm very curious about one. This is a question that normally I actually don't care to ask people, um, but I feel like it's a very appropriate for you. And so I'm I'm curious about it. You um, bit of context. I don't know if listeners know, because I don't think we mentioned it yet, but you grew up as a, even a pre-teenager playing guitar in bars in St. Louis, as you kind of alluded to a second ago here, like since the age of about 12. So you've, you've been playing guitar your most of your life as basically it sounds like the primary thing, like your, this is your, your thing. So I am genuinely curious and something you might've never had to even think about. What do you think you would be doing if you weren't a musician? It doesn't seem like there was, doesn't seem like there was ever another path like that. This is yeah. the path. <laughs> yeah. The, the options are extremely limited. Um, I do. Yeah. Playing guitar. I do say it's pretty much the only thing I've done longer than that is live. <laughs> so, uh, you know, and Fair. just basic things go around with living. Because I've been playing guitar, I think this year is, uh, wait, it's November. It just became 17 years. Um, oh, wow. wow. That just sounded so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. You got to process this. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So I don't, I'm not really sure what I, what I would be doing um, because there, there hasn't been a, a plan B just to answer your question. Yeah. There, there wasn't, there wasn't ever really a plan B. So I'm glad that that stuff has worked. Uh, but I have pretty much been playing guitar for a living since I was like 14, 14 yeah. or 15. Yeah. Hey, and you're, you're doing something right. Cause I mean, what's it feel for a guitarist to be put on a list for guitar world? Yeah. How about that too? Dude, I woke up to that. I woke up to a couple, a couple texts and then I opened that article and I saw that and it was like, 
I've kind of been trying to shift to like a normal human being schedule. So I've been kind of waking up like in the mornings, but I saw that at like eight 30 or nine in the morning. And I'm like, I'm awake now. <laughs> oh. um, that was just insane to me to even be included on that thing. I mean, cause I read all those things, you know, yeah. I, I see anytime I see those kind of things, I look just to, to see who's on it. Cause I, I like, I like music still, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, you know, and I, and I like to see, you know, like who's cool. And I was like, Oh, okay. I'll go check them out. And, uh, but to, to see just myself on that list. And I mean, you know, in the, to be fair, uh, the article the headline saying making Les Paul's cool again, I think Les Paul's have always been cool, yeah. but I think, <laughs> I think that's just a, uh, you know, a headline, whereas most, a lot of modern kind of, or younger players don't really play Les Pauls as much. And that's, that's been my favorite guitar since I became obsessed when I was 10. I mean, my first email, I'm not going <laughs> to tell you what my first email was, but it was based on a Gibson. Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. I was super honored to be included in that. And it was certainly a, uh, a pinch yourself moment. Yeah. That's okay. awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Can I ask out of curiosity, I know you've mentioned how, you know, the different bands that you play with, you have a different setup, different guitars you're using, you know, different pedals, rig and everything. Can I ask how many guitars that you have? <laughs> he turns to look at count. <laughs> well, they're all right here. <laughs> uh, some of them. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, uh, there's a few. Okay. Probably here in LA that I could actually use and go on the, that I can actually kind of go on the road with. There's maybe like 12 or 13 All right. that I could really kind of take on tour. There's more than that here because there's, there's a bass, there's a, yeah. there's a, a baritone that I write a lot of like my own stuff on because I like lower tunings. Um, there's, well, maybe one, two, three, four, five, Okay, I lied. There's more than that. Uh, so maybe uh, I know total. I have probably like thirty something, but that okay. that includes a lot of stuff that's uh, still yeah in St. Louis. That because I never really moved. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I moved, but I didn't like clear out. pack up the car yeah. and go. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I ended up just kind of like acquiring more stuff as I've as I've gone. Yeah. So, um, granted, I did bring stuff. I would bring guitars from time to time on different tours or, you know, different times I'd fly home. Uh, but yeah, so, but there's also stuff back home that just really wasn't worth bringing. And, you know, like the starter stuff that it's like, uh, you're never going to really use again, <laughs> but like, you can't yeah. get rid of your first guitar. So, right. Yeah. I, so I have a question because with you having 30 guitars, it reminds me of something that Keith Wallen said. So he idolize me and him both uh, i should say idolize uh, metallica and james hetfield and he was telling a story where he actually got to hold james hetfield's guitar is there anybody that you can think of that you would want to play their guitar or hold it just like at least hold it just to say that oh you yeah touch it <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> uh, there's one that i can say that i've gotten a hold but I don't think I can say it because I don't want my friend to get in trouble. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's almost what Keith said. <laughs> there's certainly, I mean, like one of one of slashes, you know, Les Pauls, like the yeah. ones that he's probably had and played forever. Or, oh wait, like Cantrell's Les Pauls or oh, his yeah. original yeah. GNL ramp pages. Like, I mean, yeah, I would love to get to 
play those just to see what that's like. You yeah. Know? Just cool. to see what it's, yeah, totally. I would love that's to awesome. get to do that. <laughs> I think that's a good transition into our, our last section. You mentioned, you know, I, I still love music, which is a great thing to hear somebody say. Yeah. Um, our last section that we do it, we call them rapid fire. The length of your answer is totally up to you, but basically it's a chance for musicians to talk about other musicians and their influence that they have or that they would you know like to have. So I want to start with this one. Can you give us a, a song or an album that changed your life? This can't be that rapid fire, man. This takes a second. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll stop calling them rapid fire because yeah, I like yeah, when yeah, people yeah. take a second to think about them too. We're, we'll, we'll change the name of this section at some point. Our thought-provoking questions. There you go. A song or an album? Um, okay, well, maybe I'll answer both. Maybe two different... One of each? Okay. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so maybe for a song, I guess when I was a, a kid, like little, little kid, uh, apparently I loved the song One Headlight by The Wallflowers. I don't know. Well, apparently, I guess even when I was two years old, I thought songs were cool. Um, but <laughs> it turns out it's still a really, really great song. Yeah. But, um, I mean, you like so, the Dylan from a young age, so that's not a bad right? start right there. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that, um, I guess that's uh, something dating back to that. And then there was the song, because you brought up U2, which was kind of weird to me, because the, the, my other favorite song as a kid was Elevation by U2 which is, uh, granted, I don't know if it's actually a wah pedal, but that's what the edge using, is using, but the effect is kind of wah-ish. And I've always kind of loved, gravitated towards players that use that kind of sound, that wah pedal sound. Mm -hmm. um, so what? I guess those two songs, so One Headlight by the Wallflowers and Elevation by U2, an album that changed my life, I guess would I would probably say, um, fuck, man, uh, <laughs> I had the answer picked out. And really <laughs> um, I guess I'd say this. Yeah. The sound of madness by shine down, just because when I discovered who they were, they were on that album cycle and I became just obsessed with that album. And I just, I, I loved it. And uh, yeah. So I guess I'll say that that changed my life. Right. Well, actually when I became a fan of them as well, we'd seen them live like time and time again, cause they were at like every point fest that they could be at. Um, and, and finally, when the sound of madness came out, that's when I became a fan of them. That's when I first saw them was at a point fest. I went to see, uh, see Cause I guess yes. they were headlining yep. and, uh, gosh, I don't like, I can't even remember what I did like two days ago, but I can remember certain <laughs> things like this, just like certain things. Uh, I went to see Cedar, but then I think Shinedown maybe played like before them, right before them, something like that. And. I, I couldn't believe it i was like oh my god i have to find out who this band is because that's just like they were just, i thought it was so cool i thought they were so cool uh but then i was there to see cedar and i was with a friend and i think his dad and then they made us leave early oh, oh man. yeah <laughs> that's yeah. a bummer but yeah uh but anyway yeah that was at a point fest that was probably uh 2008 maybe or nine yeah well, we, right. we were at that I'm show. I'm sure we were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably. We probably all were there. Yes. And then I probably and then I probably saw them at everyone after that that I was yeah. in yeah. Yeah. Lewis for. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. man, that's what I did. I saw that band a lot. I was going to say, good chance if you were at a point fest that we were there too. And so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a big deal. Yeah. 
what's a favorite song to play live across the board uh, for any each artist. yeah yeah I yeah, yeah. For, uh, i'd have to say for each band because for each band it's different yeah. for dorothy it's uh down to the bottom for uh faster pussycat it'd be uh where there's a whip there's a way or house of pain and okay. then for uh butter side it would probably have to be um voices which is uh the first single we put out of these new singles all right um yeah it'd probably be probably be those three across the board cool along those same lines like what's a song you're especially proud to have written pretty much most of the uh pretty much all the the butter side stuff mm. really because um I should say the new stuff because there's there's Butterside stuff from the past that <laughs> yeah, I wasn't yeah, yeah. involved with. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, actually, the new song that's coming out December 9th. Uh, no, because honestly, that uh, I was going to, I got to look on my computer. That's what I'm going to do after this because I was going to look at when I did the demo for that one because it was quite a while ago. Um, but yeah, I'm just happy with how it ended up turning out and how. Uh, it kind of ended up evolving over time. So that one, it's called Joker and All right. uh, it comes out December 9th. If I can sidetrack just for a second, that has to be a cool feeling to have something that you started or demoed, whatever worked on it, sometimes in the years ago for some artists. And then to finally see it come to like, you know, something closer to a final form or be put out for the world and stuff. That's, that's gotta be a cool feeling. It is. And it's, it's a newer feeling to me because, um, you know, growing up in St. Louis as a kid, I didn't, like I had a, like my first band, I guess we kind of wrote some originals and did some recording and stuff. So I guess there was a lot of that, but then, uh, when I was like 14, I fell into kind of playing, uh, covers a lot, which I don't, um, I'm not, uh, I'm not bummed about by any yeah. means because that's certainly I think it prepared me for where I'm at now, you know, with with having to retain a bunch of different songs and definitely uh, helped with me. I always kind of recommend for people to just learn a bunch of songs if anybody's asking for guitar advice uh, to just learn a bunch of different kinds of songs. But anyway, trying to fit <laughs> a lot in this little thing, but um, <laughs> but the releasing music that i had something to do with be it writing riffs or most of the riffs or part of the riffs or working together cohesively with uh other people is kind of somewhat newer to me so it's it's been really really fun to get to do and really excited to keep doing more because i mean i have a lot of demos stacked up i got like a hundred and something demos oh wow wow um not saying that they're all good yeah because yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple of them have ended up being okay uh at least so it, it it seems and they were able to turn into something cool but uh for me there's only so much i can really do just sitting here with a guitar it's not like i can write lyrics and then just start singing a song you know <laughs> but it has it has been really really cool to get to to write stuff and then have it go out and have people hopefully possibly like it or yeah What's a, uh, since, since you work with so many artists, I have, I'm curious to know, do you have a dream collaboration? Is there somebody you haven't worked with that you'd really, really love to? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. I mean, the obvious answer that comes to mind is somebody who's like, like a hero, you mm -hmm. know, likes to get to work with like Jerry Cantrell or something would be 
<laughs> Unreal, you know, love to cover those songs because I've played them a lot, you know, but uh, yeah, something like that would certainly be a thing. And yeah, there's, uh, there's certain singers again, because I, I, growing up in St. Louis, I've listened to The Point a lot. Mm-hmm. So that's really kind of what I got into as a kid and really bands like Shine Down and Three Days Grace. I've always really been a fan of the original singer of Three Days Grace, Adam Gantier. Mm-hmm. Always been a really big fan of his voice. Yeah. Like so to get to work with somebody like that one day would be would be really, really cool. Just because again, that's what I grew up loving, you know, because that's that's my age group. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah so, we've been we've been totally down too. for that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you feel is a no skips album for you? Anything by Monster Magnet. Oh, okay. Yes. Pretty much anything by Monster Magnet. Yeah, I put it on. I'm like, oh, there's no reason to skip anything because it's great. We're good. <laughs> there you go. Did you ever did you ever happen to see Monster Magnet live at Point Fest? No, but okay. I've seen them um two or three times now, but it's all been and they I think it's maybe two times. They've both been in LA. Okay. I was just curious because yeah. my favorite Point Fest memory was was the one where Weezer was like one of the headlining bands and Dave Weindorf actually yelled at a Weezer fan because he was leaving while Monster Magnet was playing. It was just <laughs> the funniest thing I, I've ever heard. I've ever remembered like this is my, my biggest memory of Monster Magnet. That sounds like it was probably a long time ago. Yes, <laughs> it was a really long time ago. <laughs> I mean, like maybe even before, like uh, I can't really remember the first Point Fest that I went to. I know that I went to like a Breaking Benjamin Three Days Grace show in 2006. That's like yeah. my earliest because I was trying okay. to think about that, but I don't really remember. I probably have this ticket stub somewhere that I should look next yeah. time I go home. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was probably before your time then. <laughs> probably. <laughs> it was like, yeah. like 2000. I was going to say, I'd probably remember yeah. that if I had been there. I was curious. <laughs> that was, that's like one of my favorite Monster Magnet memories. And it was, just, it was awesome yelling at a Weezer kid. <laughs> nice Re- related to that and you can use the same answer if you want what's a band that everyone should see live we're going to go without saying that that all the bands you're in people should see live <laughs> yes um i mean just like 40 answers just piled into my head <laughs> well, um, hey, you can you can rattle them off it <laughs> yeah, doesn't have to there. be one <laughs> Like Judas Priest or Metallica or Shine Down or Alice in Chains or Monster Magnet or Noel Gallagher or Liam Gallagher or uh, <laughs> take your pick. Um, yeah, just like that's the last show I saw. I, I've I've been contemplating putting uh-huh. a mortgage down on the house so I can afford two Metallica tickets next year. <laughs> just talking about that. <laughs> just talking about that like ten minutes before this, and I'm like, I'm like probably going to be three hundred dollars for the yep. nosebleeds yep. yep 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 but also one going so bad yep. exactly. <laughs> I'm going i mean both like, nights. i don't care like i have to go well because you kind of have to go both yeah. nights because they're not going to repeat any songs which is kind of fucked up and then uh <laughs> the they're not going to repeat any songs but then like that first night i mean metallica pantera and uh, Van Mammoth. Halen's son, yeah, yeah, I mean, like that's uh, that's such a uh, crazy lineup. I did get to see uh, Metallica this year. I saw them once. I realized uh, at Jimmy Kimmel, 
Uh, that okay. would have been a few years ago. So that didn't really technically count because they only played like four or five songs, but still I hey, saw still, them. Yeah. But um, <laughs> nice. but with Dorothy, we did that was one of the uh, one of the faster pussycat shows I had to miss this year was uh, the last show of Dorothy's spring tour. Uh, we did a festival in Napa, California, and we were playing the same stage as Metallica. And That's I'm awesome. like, kind of have to see that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And it was so cool. Uh, like sure. this, you know, it was so cool. The 6 a.m. flight was so worth it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last one. Um, and then we'll, we'll yeah. get to get finished up here. An artist more people should know. Um, man, I got to think about this one for a minute. Got to think about this one. If you have multiple, also, it's it's cool. Just, yeah. <laughs> but take your time. <laughs> and again, it goes without saying that all the bands that you are in, <laughs> yeah, more yeah, people yeah, yeah. should know all of yeah. them. <laughs> well, I I appreciate that. I would I would never answer like that. But uh, we know that's that. why we say yeah, it. Yeah, we know. No, um, no, most people aren't going to say it about themselves. Only a couple. But <laughs> the uh, I don't know. I guess the the two that come to mind, even though people are kind of they are certainly on their way to more people knowing about them, uh, is is like uh, you know, Bad Flower. Oh, yep. Bad yep. Flower. I mean, they're so great. They're so awesome and they've been doing just more and more. So again, they're probably on the way to, you know, most people knowing who they are. And then a band who plays with them a lot. Also, they're really cool. Dead Poets Society. Yes. They're, we saw that tour really, last year. Really cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I don't know if that's really the right answer. It works. I think those guys are, yeah, I think those guys are doing really, really well anyway, but, but that's kind of the first two that came to mind. So I'm just going to say those. We, we second that answer. We love yeah, it. Absolutely. <laughs> nice. Very cool. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Yay. You know what, <laughs> if I can, if I can get, I reached out recently um, about Adam to see if I could get a, an interview for St. Sonia. If I could get that, we could keep this domino effect rolling. <laughs> um, <laughs> connection. Let's make everyone connect. Yeah. Yes. I, 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 I want to have we, this a link. Every interview we, has a link to the previous one. <laughs> that's funny. We joked that we, we would have a series like the six degrees of the itch and yeah <laughs> exactly. that's pretty hey i mean everybody has itches so <laughs> right. <laughs> right we just have to clarify what kind we're talking about sometimes. yeah right 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 the music or don't kind. the music or kind. <laughs> sometimes we don't or don't <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, just to to wrap it up, we <laughs> when we saw you at Red Flag, uh, it was it was funny because you were you were off stage. the The show was over; they're getting ready to kick everybody out. But uh, we were gonna go over and say hi, but you were surrounded by like eight people, so we didn't want to <laughs> we didn't want to barge in on your conversation. But uh, oh, you sh you should have. That would <laughs> it was probably just me and my family and my buddy Mark just figuring out where we were going afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's probably yeah. why they didn't want to. Like, I bet that's his friends and family that came out yeah. specifically for yeah. him. We yeah. should probably oh. let them. <laughs> no, man, that stuff like that is like no big deal. I always say that people should should come up rather than not. Right. Sure. Because you know? it's because then, you know, 
I don't know. I'm not a big fan of like, oh, I should have done that. Or you know, well, so. no, it was yeah. just you were you were yeah. surrounded by by what we assumed to be family, and we didn't want to interrupt. But well, uh, that's nice to you. But, <laughs> but next time, yes, yeah, next but time next we will. Time, yeah, we'll next time interrupt. Yeah, yeah. I just have to remember that Casey is six foot seven and yeah. intimidating. So yeah, uh, it, we we try to pick and choose our 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 times when we <laughs> approach people so that we don't <laughs> scare you off. <laughs> six foot seven huh yeah yep yep. (laughs) yeah every time i go to a concert with both these guys i always get asked if i if they're like my security or something like that (laughs) (laughs) if any of your bands need need security need a bodyguard i'm five six and like aaron is pretty tall too so i i just look out of place next to them so (laughs) i mean for forgive me if this is rude do you have to duck through your doorways um not usually i'm i'm okay i'm just i'm just short enough to where i don't have to do that but uh, okay (laughs) depending on the age of a house i do though (laughs) i was gonna say that's why i'm like looking i'm like sizing up my door i'm like i wonder i think you did you had to when you were coming to my basement my old house too yes 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 (laughs) basements are always sketchy yeah (laughs) oh yeah that's That's how to know that you guys are in St. Louis. There's basements. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about those. (laughs) Yeah. No, but thank you for your time. And we really appreciate it. And happy to connect with a fellow St. Louisan. And it's it's been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. If you ever have anything else going on that you want to promote, just let us know. We're more than happy to have you back on. Thank you guys for having me. I hope we made it through everything that you were trying to we and, did uh, okay we did awesome yeah we, we got our we got our checklist and and we appreciate your time to cover it all Ah, <laughs> oh, no problemo we'll be looking forward to seeing you with whichever one of the acts comes through town first next time <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll keep an eye out cool thank you sam very much enjoy your evening and uh everybody go check out the brand new tracks from all three of sam's bands (laughs) (laughs) thank you That was our conversation with Sam Bam Colton. One of the first things I wanted to mention is that, you know, a lot of our listeners aren't going to get to see him and maybe in the pictures for the, you know, the promotional pictures or something like that for the interview. But one of the things I absolutely thought was hilarious is that he was like the Clark Kent of rock stars. Uh, And what I mean is that, you know, (laughs) the last time I saw this dude, he was on stage looking badass, you know, with his guitar and his rock star next to Dorothy and shit. And when we see him, he's at home. He's like in, I wouldn't say pajamas, but like in his, you know, his like dressed down kind of clothes, like his comfortable clothes, his his home clothes. And he's wearing yeah. his glasses and stuff. He looked like Clark Kent, like, so to speak, like all of a sudden he takes off his glasses and bam, Sam Bam rock star. <laughs> so that's where it came from. I was thinking about this, how I wish we had asked him why. I mean, obviously the rhyme, but why Sam Bam? 
there it is. That's the that's yes. the sound of him transforming. <laughs> it's bam. Exactly. <laughs> You're totally right though, because like I was looking up photos of him to create the art for this episode, and because I didn't yeah. see him live like you guys did, but it's yeah, it's like long hair, sweet guitars, leather jackets, like studs and spikes and black shirts, and t- you know your typical like rock star stuff. But apparently those people don't wear that kind of stuff all the time. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> well, and that's what was funny when we saw him live because it was it was almost the same thing. He he dressed down and had his glasses on and was talking with family and friends, and we didn't want to bother him after the show. Yeah, after after the show. After the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just wanted to make mention because I thought that was hilarious because he like you know he had the glasses on during his interview and I was like I don't think he played with glasses on live. No. Uh, and so yeah, it just reminded me of Clark Kent. Just boom. Keith does, which we made note yeah, of in that Keith, conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's all about his glasses. He is. So, <laughs> yeah. No, but like I said, the the coolest thing about this interview, I th- I thought was Sam kind of knew about us beforehand, just from talking with Dorothy and seeing us post a bunch of stuff with all the the episodes about Dorothy, and then going back and forth in a couple emails and knowing that he's from St. Louis and knowing that we're from St. Louis, it was just kind of a relaxed conversation where we just got to say whatever. Yeah. And a lot of fun. And he doesn't live in St. Louis anymore as you, as you heard in there, but yeah. I'm still kind of hoping that we can build a little bit of more of a relationship with there, with, with him there and continue to champion as Dan noted, you know, hometown kids whenever, when they're out there doing good stuff. I still consider him a hometown guy, even if it's not his current home. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think we said the same about Cody from Lydia's Castle. Yeah. Yeah. And technically, he was right over the river, but at that point, it was still the closest we'd come. And he considered St. Louis his hometown. And so that's that's fine by me. We'll give you the greater St. Louis region. That's all fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, I just like Cody. So it's like, you know, we're going to we're going to do you a solid. You're good people. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, one thing I that came to mind that he mentioned was that you know this was kind of a, a busy year that he kind of got some lucky breaks not only in the opportunities but in the fact that he didn't have to make a lot of hard choices within those opportunities because by and large the schedules for his separate artists that he works with kind of just worked out and he's yeah. you can't count on that lasting forever but we're fans of him and so we're going to hope that that uh that somehow the opportunities continue and even grow but also that the schedules continue to uh really be complimentary to each other so that he's able to pursue all of these things because uh, it would be great to see him multiple times in 2023 with different artists. How cool would that be? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The dude seems like a workhorse. I, I think the next time we're going to talk with him, he'd be in like five bands or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he joins a new band, we have him back on to talk about it. There we go. <laughs> you haven't joined a band in a while, Sam. We're going to need you to, to pick something up here. Quit slacking. (laughs) (laughs) But speaking of his bands, it is worth noting all three of them have put out new music this year. We mentioned Dorothy and Made to Die, Casey's favorite song of the year that that Sam Mm -hmm. played a part in. And not only that, Faster Pussycat just released a single a week or two ago as of this episode airing. It's called Like a Ghost. And we have that on our new music playlist. And Butterside, they've been releasing singles slowly over the past year or so. And if you look on the streaming services, the most recent one is called The Truth. And I don't honestly know if that's the name of the EP or if it's just what the collection of singles is referred to as because it's the most recent one. And that's how they bundle them. Either way, 
it's solid stuff worth checking out. And they have a new single coming out on Friday, December 9th. So tons of new stuff that this dude has had a hand in. Busy dude. Mm-hmm. But still had plenty of time for us. So we've definitely appreciated it. <laughs> if you want to find out more about Sam, all of his socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, probably TikTok and the others. If he has those, I don't really know. Are all under the name Sam Bam Colton. And Colton, for the record, spelled K-O-L-T-U-N. Once again, the itch is here for you with your spelling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we love the spell. <laughs> it's great. That's all I had. Now you can wrap it up. So thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the Dorothy Morthy series. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And you've been listening to the Itch podcast. And until next time, bam, I don't know. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the Itch. Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S. This is super not rapid. (laughs) You're good. We can edit it to make it rapid. See, you can do that. Yeah, we do it all the time. (laughs) You can do that. All of our conversations have remarkable flow once they're edited. (laughs)